hoops and cards, you guys. Oh, so many great guests, one after another. This has been a blast these last few weeks, kicking this off with you. And today, one of my favorite podcasts, like sports card personalities, Cage Lawyer from Lucas Tigers and Bronze. I've loved listening to him and Andrew Goldberg uh, pretty much every day lately because they do so much just great content and make you feel like you're just in the room hanging out with these guys, and they're a lot of fun. They're also super helpful. And and so today's episode, Cage is going to give us his story and background of lessons learned over the years in collecting and investing, and then really some of his perspectives on the market today, which I find helpful uh, because I've only been back at this, I mean, barely over a year. So to have somebody talk about things, to, you know, things and trends that that maybe this is this is just a bump or maybe this is just a dip, but but someone that that has seen the years and knows the rhythms of the market and knows what to plan for. So I'm excited, guys, to welcome Cage Lawyer to our Hoops and Cards podcast today. Let's dive right into it. Hey, everybody. It's exciting to have Cage Lawyer with us from Lucas Tigers and Bronze podcast. Oh, my. Forgot the oh, my part, man. Uh, man, yeah, I love to get your perspective on where we're at in the hobby and, and part of that, uh, your history, you know, really how you see current events in light of all, all of your years of experience collecting, investing cards. You know, I, I I think a lot of us have that story where we did it some when we were young and now we're coming back around to it because we see, wow, <laughs> number one, the market opportunity to make money and have fun like who says no right so love for you cage to just fill us in on on your journey here as we kick things off i'm a similar hobby story but it's funny i never was like fully away from it i was always you know a flipper um mm-hmm. you know nobody's really done like a hell my backstory kind of stuff which is funny um you know i try not to talk i i do nothing but talk on our show but uh you know the origins of course is you know I've never gone through my origin story but the same thing you know i mean you know, in the 80s as a kid, I collected, you know, baseball cards, you know, put sets together, yeah. you know, open packs, you name it. Um, same in the 90s. But, you know, as to, as college came and as law school came, uh, cards became more of like, you know, I was on eBay in 1996. Like, you know, eBay was, was oh, wow. you know, just starting out. Um, there were Yahoo auctions. There were, you know, I was getting paid for things with money orders. There was no PayPal. Um, and, you know, I stuck with cards to, you know, to flip cards. But, you know, there were a million other things to flip at the time. I mean, I was in Beanie Babies for a while. Like, I remember, you know, standing online for, for Beanie Babies in stores, you know, buying for 10 bucks and selling for, you know, 50 or 100. Um, right. you know, help pay for help pay for law school, help pay for books. So you're always flipping something. Um, and that was through the 90s. <clears throat> I, uh, you know, uh, even as a practicing lawyer out of law school for a couple of years in downtown Manhattan, there was a card store. It's not there anymore, but I remember the name of it. It closed a couple of years ago, Chameleon Comics and Cards. Um, and I remember going there. It was on um, Maiden Lane, right off of, right off, you know, like a block away from Wall Street. You know, so a lot okay. of traders in there and stuff, you know. Um, and I would go in there, 03, and buy cards, 04, buy, you know, packs. I have, you know, in my basement, I have like, you know, tops. I, I pulled out tops um lebron rookies from my, i mean i pulled them in packs you know lebron i was more of a carmelo guy but you know mellow and, and tops uh that stuff you know that that kind of died for a couple of years and then in in um 09 10 um <clears throat> i started getting back into ufc 
Right. I had right. watching UFC events. Um, <clears throat> I watched that in the nineties also, but uh, I was with a, a friend at, at a bar and he's like, yeah, I just sold an Anderson Silva UFC auto for $850. I'm like, get out of here. So of course I like, you know, obviously there's a way to get back into the cards. And then from, you know, from 2010 to like call it 2016, um, I was big in UFC cards and a lot of UFC cards selling them, you know, selling yeah. them uh, some on eBay, but more, um, you know, through, uh, you know, different, different groups, different, not, not, not Facebook or Instagram. I wasn't really on any of them, but you know, it was one site by MMA cards. I don't even know if it even exists anymore. Um, guy out of Iowa ran it and you know, then, uh, UFC got a little stupid. Um, to be honest, the Reebok deal came and, um, you know, Connor was gone for a little while and there were no real headliners. It went from, you know, Anderson Silva and GSP and John Jones and Brock Lesnar to, I can't even name half the champs now. You know, it's just a weird yeah. thing. There's a lot yeah. of weight classes. And I kind of was like, all right, I'm going to sell my whole collection. I, I really wish I didn't based on mm-hmm. what the prices are now. Talk about bad timing. Um, but yeah, you know, so about a year after that, I was, you know, just reading articles, uh, you know, online about like cards are making a comeback, cards are coming back, you name it. And, um, you know, I had always graded, um, you know, I remember grading, um, you know, Bryce Harper rookies and Steven Strasbury rookies and stuff like that. So, but BGS was the one in 09 and 10 that you sent cards to. Um, I remember, you know, grading and I'm like, all right, you know what? I think this might be the new play. This might be the new deal. I'm, you know, 2017, 2018, I started just buying a lot of like raw rookie cards, um, and grading them. Um, and you know, Gary was out there talking Gary V. Um, yeah, yeah. and he actually found me on Twitter after I started getting back some of my, um, my PSA returns and just getting back a lot of, you know, De'Aaron Fox rookies and, you know, Clay Thompson, 2012 prism rookies. I'm buying them for nothing and grading them. Nobody was doing that at the time. And, you know, he had me mm-hmm. and he bought a But his first time at the National, he bought a lot of cards from me to have stock to go to the National with. Okay. There's a picture of him somewhere online where he's holding up a Derek Jeter Topps Gold rookie and a Jim Brown PSA 8 rookie card. Okay. So, like, a real nice Jim Brown worth a lot. And then the, the Jeter Gold Tops, And he's in the airport on his way to the Chicago National holding those two cards with, like, a beanie on. He yeah. bought those cards from me several hours okay. before that picture both of those were mine uh, you know it's wow. pretty funny funny to watch that and you know i wasn't on instagram i wasn't doing any of that stuff and he's like you got to get on instagram we'll get in a couple of groups we'll talk cards and i'm, I'm in a group with you know the, the guys from the card talk pod and slab stocks and you know a bunch of these other yeah. guys that are on there we're all in that that group together chatting and baloney and it's weird about july last year you know somebody popped in and was like hey i'm thinking about doing a podcast and three different people were like yeah let's do podcasts and and nice. that was that was the beginning of it all. I guess everybody was, you know, bored. It was COVID and people were home and had free time. And, right. you know, for me, it made sense because I had spent the last two years basically turning $5 cards with a with an 8 or $10 PSA seasoning on it into $100 cards. So I was like, hey, let me yeah. tell people how we're doing this. Why the hell not? So yeah. there's the whole, you got the whole, the whole, you know, three and a half decades of of collecting cage wrapped that was up pretty good you i mean you ran down in like three minutes the, the <clears> origin <throat> story and 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 here you are like you and you and andrew have such a chemistry like how did you guys meet or was that is he just one of the people that said hey let's so it's funny cat. right that's a yeah. that's a great question andrew and i have never physically been in the same room wow 
Isn't that amazing? A lot of people don't believe that when we say it, right? So we have, been, I, like, we have Zoom chemistry. Yep, that's it. We have a good – so the, it's funny, right? We've been on Clubhouse, and Clubhouse is tough because you don't see anybody. You don't get a reaction yeah. on Zoom. You know, I tell a joke, Andrew laughs, or I, I say something, and he's like, what? You're like, you know, you could tell if it falls like a fart in church, you know? Um, so, <laughs> right. um, you know, at least you have that kind of reaction, right? So um, – yeah. and it's a good it's a good combo. You know, it, it's funny, too, because um, – you know, I never would have thought oh, a podcast. I don't even know what a podcast was. I never listened to a podcast. I recorded a podcast before ever listening to a podcast. If you can believe that, right? Because I don't know what I don't know what this yeah. is. You know, it's a different it's a different world. And he's like, "Listen, if you really want to do a podcast, let's do one. I'll I'll message you tomorrow with like a Zoom info." And I'm like, "All right." So we get on and we just start talking. And before you know, you know, the first day we recorded like three episodes. And he's like, "All right, so what do you want to do? What's the format?" I'm like, "Well, let's just gonna talk about what's hot today." And he's like, all right, so like every day. And I'm like, yeah, man, let's just do it every day. And literally, yeah. we have not failed every day. We've had an episode 270 days about, I think we're up to now. So yeah, every day, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Having, nice. <laughs> and, and if you guys were having su- such fun doing it, right, and seeing that it's encouraging lots of people and they enjoy listening to you guys, like at what point did you realize, hey, we're becoming Luca Nation? Like it's actually yeah. hitting. So, so I don't know that there's a moment, right? I'll tell you that. Uh, so, you know, if you're an aspiring podcaster or aspiring to do anything out there, I think the first episode we put out, you know, episode, the first, you know, the first podcast episode we put out back in July, like July 17th last year, I think was the first day. I think, I think we had like 17 people listen to it. Okay. We just put it out there. We said, Hey, go, go ahead and, and listen, you know? And I was, I was thrilled. I messaged him like, there was, 17 people who want to hear what we have to say like who are these 17 people that's pretty great like that's you know that's pretty amazing and then you know the first week it's like you know 100 172 i think were like the total listens and i'm like all right well uh yeah. you know maybe we got the same 20 25 people and, and andrew i remember after a week was like listen the goal here shouldn't be you know user numbers or total listeners it should be a thousand true fans you read a book uh, mm-hmm. about like getting a thousand true fans and then that year you know you build on that and they should provide yeah. real value to like that core audience, that core group. And he kind of really stayed true to that, which is, you know, it's, it's interesting. Right. Um, and we're at that now, you know, now we have, you know, we put out an episode and we have four figures of people who listen to it in the first 24 hours, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll tell you, um, last week, another podcast, um, from Australia, they gave me like this lemon award, you know, they kind of make it fun of me a little yeah. bit. So I take yeah. on LeBron. And I played their little video clip for my wife. And she's like, people are listening to you on their drive to work. Like, uh, really? Right? You know? I mean, yeah, yeah, not just that. You know, Australia. And uh, so that's fun. Um, and that's my, favorite, my favorite part is, like, I'll do an episode like that where I'll comment on that. And someone from Australia will, will write me and say, you know, I'll just get a message on Instagram. They'll write me and say, you know we don't have Bloom and Onions down here, right? I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> you know, like, like but I still oh, love they're so good. Onion, you know? They're so good. You should. You know, you guys yeah. don't know what you're missing. You know, of course, it's it's humor. Um, I, I wish I could give you like a whole oh, wow. This this is a this is a moment. This was the one. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just it, it. What I will tell you is, every week we grow on the week before, right? We build mm-hmm. on it, right? And the yeah. the goal for me is always let's find a way to make sure that we don't lose anyone. You right. know, let's let's make sure that you know we're providing continued value. We're talking about things that we um, you know we think are relevant that provide value. And I'll tell you, man. It's not, it's not as easy as you would think, right? Because, you know, once you get into what's hot today, 
you get a big enough audience, a thousand people, you know, 1500 people, not everyone's going to want to talk about that. Right. right. So, you know, we, we, we spend a couple of days talking about NFTs and Bitcoin or top shot. And, you know, I'll get messages from people who are like, you know, you guys were great when you were talking about vintage baseball. And I'm like, all right, well, you might like vintage baseball, but, you know, we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about baseball cards and you know, we'll talk about sport cards. But right now, this is hot. You know, it, we, we might not ever right. bring it up a month from now. It might be completely gone. But right now, yeah. you know, this is, you know, it's relevant. It's, it's, it's what's going on in, in, in our hobby now. So we kind of have to talk about it. I mean, that's, that's what we're here for to talk about, you know, what sure. is, what's new and exciting. Right. Um, it's amazing. Cause you can't make everybody happy. You can try. Yeah. And we do, we try. You can't make everybody happy. I love that you guys are honest about that. And that if you have a take, that's going to like offend somebody or like go against somebody, like just be real, man. Like I, I, I love that. I love that honesty. I love feeling like you guys come across, you're just yourselves. You're just having a conversation. You're regular guys enjoying the hobby, enjoying investing. And man, I do have some like current events to, to fire away at you. If you sure, are ready, go for it. I thought I'd let away. it warm up a little bit with your background and then let's, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Then let's, let's hit it. Um, and, and if the, the vintage baseball guys don't like it, they don't, they don't listen to my podcast yet anyway. So <laughs> I'm like, I've they got, will. Any listeners or something. So, so here goes. Um, you got to start the, somewhere, man. You got to start somewhere. So, exactly right. And I and I do think one of the one of the things like you guys are building a community. There is some power in doing a little bit every day. Yep. And it's so easy to just record a conversation, edit a little bit. You don't have to have you know everything so polished. Just get it out there and connect with your people, um, especially when there are so many current events like like that impact everybody. Like, um, so I'm, I'm the guy who I had 20 cards ready to submit to PSA. I had, I actually filled out all the things. I got my submission list here, right? Printed it out. It's ready to go. And then I get this email from, from PSA president and yep. not surprising. I know they're dealing with a huge backlog and, and it makes sense that they want to like take care of you. I mean, did you read everything he said in that? Yep. yep. Yeah, I yep. get it. I and at the same time, I'm curious, like for you, how, how do you think that impacts uh, just regular guys that want to grade? A so I'll, give you the, I'll give you the real take, right? You know, yeah. you know, we talk about it all the time and, and um, you know, we had uh, the, the CEO of Cardboard Gold on, you know, to talk about his take on it, you know, and, uh -huh. um, you know, I did it live, um, you know, to talk about it myself. But honestly, can you name for me another company that's done this? that they've gotten so popular, they've gotten so big that they say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to shut our doors down. Can you think of anything in the history of time that has done that? Like, oh, we, we are so good. We, we have so much business. We have too much. We're going to actually have to close. Sorry. We, got, we, we, can't, we, can't, we can't serve you anymore. You know, uh, Coke. We've just got so much demand for Coke that we, no, oh, sorry, we, we're just gonna have to close the doors down and, you know, let you guys, you know, let you guys yeah, drink the supply backwards. that's it's already that we're gonna have to make the, the, I mean, can you imagine if a, 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 a company did something like that? I mean, and yet with PSA, I will tell you, generally speaking, the, the talking heads in the hobby are all like, great job, PSA. This is the right move. What mm -hmm. a great idea to do this and, and have the courage to come out and, and, and stop taking submissions um, I gotta tell you, I think that's baloney. I do. I mean, you know, the right move would be for them to figure out how to do what they said they were gonna do. I mean, yeah, yeah. This, the the hobby has gotten huge over the last couple of years. 
it didn't it didn't just happen like last week somebody decided to send in 12 million cards you know right. what i mean and right. and they obviously on march 1st we're talking less than a month ago we're still in march here right well march 1st they decided we're going to raise prices because that's how we're going to stem the tide all right so what happened what happened in 30 days? What happened in 29 days? Did, did, did the entire market shift? Did they get in a, a ton more than they thought they were going to get in? Did, you know, like, was it people trying to, you know, to beat the price increase? And, and if they did, you know, wouldn't a company like that realizing that they have so much money coming in, figure out a way to expand? Now, you know what was missing from the email from Steve Sloan yesterday? This yeah. sentence. We can't simply add volume. We can't simply uh, scale up because the brand of PSA is so important to us. And you, our customers, rely on us for our expertise in grading and getting the grading right that we can't just go out there and hire 25 people tomorrow. We're hiring, but we have to hire people who have been in this industry, who have graded cards, who have the expertise, who we can train to do the job the right way. We're not just going to be yeah. throwing somebody in there and say, give everyone a seven and catch up the backlog. You know what I mean? Because you wouldn't yeah. want that. That was missing. That I, I would have swallowed that pill a little easier, you know, because if, if that's the reason, you know, okay, fine. You know, they can only grade X amount of cards because they only have this many graders who are expert enough to maintain that PSA brand. Um, but in reality, you know, yeah, the yeah. quality assurance and the whole deal. You know, you yeah. know, it's max of it's max of you know, it's max of elitism, and I, you know, I see yeah. this all over the place, right? I mean, you know, you, you saw Golden Auction come out and say that they're only going to be uh, auctioning off cards at a certain level of price. You see PWCC come out and say they're not going to be auctioning off raw cards anymore; they only want to auction certain things. You see, um, you know, other players in the industry basically saying that they're going to have a cutoff. This is this is what they're going to do, mm-hmm. um, and and really. It all boils down to, um, you know, the rich getting richer. Um, and the hobby has been so successful, right? There's been so many people in it that these businesses are now, they're in a phase where they think they can pick and choose the most cost-effective customer. So they are, they're doing so well that they can say, all right, I know that there are 10 different types of customers out there, but we don't need all 10 we can make as much money as we need by just taking the top three guys, the guys who are still going to pay 300 to grade a card, the guys who aren't those bulk right. subbers, the whole We don't need guys seven, eight, nine, and 10 because we can, we can focus. We can raise the price a little bit. We can tweak it. And we, and, and we can also not increase staff because now one through six, even though we're going to get just as much money squeezed out of them for grading, you know, we don't, we're going to get a, a third of the cards. You know what I mean? Because we're not yep. getting all that bulk stuff. We're not going to do it. You name it. And, you know, the, the shame of that is, and I've said this a bunch of times, right? It's, I think it's penny wise and pound foolish for a couple of reasons for a company like PSA. Number one, it's not always going to be this good. You right. know, a, a fun right. little thing I like mm-hmm. to say is it's never, you're never riding as high as you think you are. And you're never riding as low as you think you are. You know, when, when you're riding low, when, when, when things are going wrong, it's hard to envision them getting bad. It's hard to envision them getting better, right? When you when you're in a doldrum, when you you know you're in a rut, it's hard to think I'm ever going to get out of this, right? But you do. But the same is true on the other side, right? When you're riding high and everything's going well and you're getting win after win after win, it takes a special breed of business or person to realize something bad's coming. No, it may not be a, a, a catastrophic collapse, 
but you're not going to you're not going to be able to maintain that riding high that entire time so it's going to be a drop right you got to prepare for that it's like the market you know when the market is doing what it's doing what it's doing you know there's going to be a drop and the the the, the best right. companies are the one that prepare for that drop same thing when it's down here and everybody's panicking you know it's going to go there but when you're in it it's hard to have that foresight and sure. what PSA is doing is they're saying you know hey look we're we're the going is good the going is really good and the move they're making now, it makes sense if that going keeps going good, if they keep doing. But, you know, what if the hobby takes a turn? What if, the, you know, it's a chicken or an egg thing? What if the hobby takes a turn because of them? You know, what if a lot of the bulk grading, a lot of the grading is because everybody's stuck home doing nothing else? And people think, right. oh, when we open it up and we can go to sport events now, that's the only people going to get more excited about sports. Or maybe people can start going on vacations again. People can start spending money right. on dinners and going out, and they're not they're not using all the disposable income on sending in bulk subs. And then what they're happens? They're actually right? going then, to the football games and the basketball games. You know, you have the opportunity not just to lose them as a PSA submitter, but I think you have the potential to lose them as part of the hobby. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the great things I love about Luca Nation is we don't have too many of the hobby elite in Luca Nation. Yeah. I mean, we welcome you. You want to come on down and join the nation, please go right ahead. But, you know, the, the, the vast majority of our folks are the people who are, are value subbers. You know, they're bulk subbers. They're people who will probably be impacted by this and are sitting there like you with a stack of cards. I get stacks of cards in my basement sitting there in semi-rigid thinking, all right, when I get around to it, I'll send That's them right. in. But, but you're, you know, now I'm not. Now I can't. And, you know, it's, what am I going to do with them? So. Yeah. I'm I mean, even Cage, like part of your yeah. story, sorry to interrupt you, part of your story, yeah, no. like you said, the last few years was buying cards, five, 10 bucks, getting them graded, and then, you know, watching that opportunity grow, yeah. um, doing it before, before like everybody was doing it for sure. But what, so in, in light of what's going on, would you say, dude, maybe, maybe don't get these graded or look at Starstock, you know, with their Starstock A, B, you know, they, they do an evaluation of cards. Or is somebody like SGC or Beckett, you know, is there is there room for somebody else to come in and say, hey, uh, it looks like PSA is cutting off three, three or four levels of, of card collectors and investors. What if we jump in, right, yep. and meet that need? And- I think it's all of the above, man. I think it's all sure. of the above, right? So, so, sure. so there will be – at the end of this year, we'll talk again. I'll come back on, right? You will have your, you'll have thousands of people listening to you and I'll come back on and we'll be talking about some company or some service level or something that we do not even, we're not even talking about now, right? right? It's, it, and, and it's going to be Christmas time and CSG is going to be the value grading company that everybody goes to, right? Because they took the opportunity to, and I'm just saying that as an example, right? They, they yeah. took the time to realize that the, the consumer base that was just alienated is who they're going to go after. And they're going to publicize a, a bulk sub right now for anybody who wants the sub, eight bucks a card, 10 bucks a card, whatever it may be. Bring us your subs. Bring us your, yeah. your tired, your, your, your weary, your huddled masses, right? They're going <laughs> right. to, they're going to, you know, they're, they are going to, if they're smart, they make that overture to the people who feel spurned by PSA. Yeah. And there's yeah. a brand loyalty there, man. There really is. Right. And, and, and you know, if if a group like CSG comes out and does that to the the collector who's 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 just been you know they feel like they got slapped in the face by PSA you know mm-hmm. um, with no real guidance from them you know and and they they then follow through on what they promised that they're going to give you a turnaround it's going to be three yeah. months or four months whatever it is you get those cards and you sell them 
and you're able to continue that process and sell them for a decent percentage and get a, a toehold in the hobby and people know now what you can expect for that grading slab, that card, you name it. Yeah, I mean, I think there is definitely an opportunity for that and people appreciate that. You know, they really do. People would appreciate sure. that and, and remain loyal to it, I think. Um, as long as there's a way to do it, you know, as long as somebody is, is honest and upfront and says, hey, this is what we're going to do and we're going to do it. You know, HGA, so far, so good, right? They tell people what they're going to do. They've limited the amount of stuff on hybrid, you know, that they have, they're going to grade and, and they've turned yeah, it around. Yeah, accepting a certain number each week, right? You go yep, on Friday yep. and if you get a couple lucky, thousand. you can... Yep, a couple thousand a week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man, some prison basketball cards that now if I had known how that would drop, I'm not sending my Brandon Clark green parallel in to get graded. Like I, the, the basketball market, as you know, right, the star stock index going way down. One of my questions for you, you know, we, we've got that, that trend. And at the same time, we're staring at the playoffs coming up and we're staring at prism dropping today. You know, where do you, I'm just curious where you see, give me a big picture, what, what you think is going on with basketball cards as a, as a market. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, how are you, how are you attacking it? Or are you like, because for example, I'm part of me is like, I'm, I'm seeing some good deals on eBay or online. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to touch anything just yet. Yeah. Listen, so I'm right now really in a kind of like a hold and see pattern with cards. I really am, mm -hmm. um, you know, wait and see, see how the market plays out. And now this PSA stuff is really going to make me kind of, almost sidelined and now i'll jump in when there's you know an opportunity you know i see something for a bargain that's fine but um i just got back last week some brandon clarks that i sent in and i would love it if psa would have would have uh would have downcharged me for them <laughs> right they're you know they're half the price of what uh you know what they were when i sent them in so you know you yeah. guys have upcharged me before where's my downcharge you know where's my money back um it wouldn't matter they give it to me in a voucher and i'd only get to use that in 2022 sure. so um but yeah, man, I mean, uh, as far as the basketball market goes, everything's kind of cyclical. I think now might be a very good time to buy basketball for young guys, rookies who might be in the playoffs yeah. because people are going to start to pay attention to basketball soon. You know, it's funny to think about, right? But the seasons are interesting. If you are holding baseball cards, right? I'm going to pivot right for a quick second just because baseball season starts tomorrow. Yeah. I would consider selling every baseball card I had tonight. Seriously, tonight, this week. Get rid of them. I sold almost every Tatis I had. And the reason for that is because you can sell now with zero risk. Zero risk of an injury, zero risk of a hamstring problem, zero risk of, of um, you know, of um, not just an injury, but a slump. You know, somebody going out and starting off the season 0 for 12 or whatever it may be. Um, and you are capitalizing on all of that excitement of, of going into the season. And it happens all the time. I mean, Kyler Murray's example we've talked about on our, our podcast, uh, you know, a dozen times. How the hype he had going into last season, you know, Josh Allen was a good one too. The dude was an MVP caliber guy. 
you know, but it took till week 12 for his card to catch up to where it was the preseason, you know? So right. it's the same kind of thing. Right. But if you, if you, if you, you know, if you like best, if you like baseball, you sell now in three weeks, those cards are going to be cheaper than what they are right now. It's just what happens. People get all excited for the season. Then, then it's the dog days of summer. The season's a long season. You might get a little excitement around all-star game. And then as the playoffs approach, you know, you might get some more excitement. It's the same thing. Basketball. That's what people yeah. get excited in the beginning. You know, Trey Young, great example, right? He yeah. wasn't in the all-star game, so no excitement on him. But look, if the Hawks somehow get hot now and he's dropping 35 points a game and they go to the playoffs, you can probably make some money on Trey Young buying him now. I'm not telling you buy Trey Young. People who have fallen out right, of right. love with no. him. But I he's know he's example. down, though. Yeah. yeah, way yeah. down. John Morant, same thing, down. Um, you know, if you're you know if you're into any other rookie like that who you know potentially could be uh, playoff bound, um, you know now's a now's an opportunity because people are not looking yet. But in a week two or three, as we start to make that 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 playoff push, people are gonna yeah. people are gonna stop looking at baseball for a second and start looking back at basketball. Um, so, yeah, and Cage, that that brings me to this is kind of my second year or second full NBA season as a collector investor trying to be strategic and realizing what you're just saying happened at the beginning of the season, the hype. And it seemed like everything was up. Everything was all those green squares on the star yep. stock thing, right? Yep. Everybody's good. And so part of me was like, I mean, I sold some, I kept some, but then I'm looking, okay, what, what things on the calendar are, are going to be similar spikes, like the playoffs, all-star game, like the, um, the, I don't know about the NBA draft. I don't know so much about, um, you know, again, this is my second year. I was curious, like what, what next things is the playoffs going to be just as big of a thing as yes, if not bigger as the preseason was or as the yeah. beginning of the season? Yeah. Okay. The playoffs is huge. The draft is big only because you got to pay attention to the draft because if you're like me, somebody who was heavily invested in Devonte Graham okay, and they go yeah. out and they draft LaMelo ball and Graham becomes a bench player, you know, yeah. you got to pay attention to stuff like that because it can have the significant impact on card values. Um, so yeah, I mean it's 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 just one of those things, right? But yes, the playoffs usually now people start to get excited about basketball again, yeah. and you know um, people are already steaming up the hell out of the, the Brooklyn guys. You know Durant cards couldn't get more expensive. You know if Kevin Durant started buying them all himself, I and mean, they're about as high as they go, right? Um, you know, <laughs> but people are looking away from. I mean, look if you were a believer in the West that that like the Clippers have a shot they're always there but you know they can't seem to figure out the lakers they can't seem to really get there in the end they can't really you know right now the jazz look really good but if you were a believer in the clippers getting out of the finals now is an opportunity to to buy Kawhi. his stuff has Mm -hmm. been beaten up and you know he's he's Mm -hmm. really really good um in the east if you don't buy the nets if you want an an anti-nets thing Giannis. The Bucks are starting to play some real sure. good ball, and they're right For up sure. there with them. And you know, while I don't love Giannis in a finals matchup against most of the West teams because they just shut him down, I don't know who on the Nets stops Giannis. I'll be very honest with you. Right. You know, I mean, I I would just be dumping a ball to him and letting him dunk every single Griffin. time. You know, Blake yeah, so not stopping that guy. Who's going to stop him? Right. So yeah. so. You know there are there are guys who have been beaten up with the rest of basketball that have a potential for that that upswing if you just want to play yeah. buy now sell in the playoffs. Um, there's a way to do that now. 
the Brandon Clarks of the world, you know, that was a great play at the time because you could buy those cards for five or eight bucks, grade them, yeah, and only yeah, be at them yeah. $20. But I got to tell you, I mean, I saw Brandon Clark stuff myself. I got, I, I think I got two tens, three nines, and two eights. And I'm like, what the hell is this? You know, like, uh, like yeah. I, I, I graded for uh, years and never got an eight. And now yeah. I'm an eight. So it's another little PSA rug pull for me. You know, I'm I'm hoping uh, Jaron Jackson returns because that would give a bump to my <laughs> the cards I've invested in, and and Memphis is kind of funny. I, I'm curious what you think, like playoffs being a, a potential bump, mm-hmm. certain sure things like Milwaukee and Brooklyn. I'm also watching like what about uh, New Orleans? Like if Zion makes the playoffs, right? There could be huge. Some of those bubble teams. Anybody stand out to you as like, man, if they get in, this could be. You know, yeah, so the two I'm looking at now, Zion and and the Pelicans would be would be huge because he, he obviously didn't make the playoffs last year. That would be huge, especially yeah. if he gets matched up against LeBron or something like that in the playoffs. That happens to win a game or have a good game. That would be huge. But here's another little sneaky one: the Hornets keep winning, and they're definitely going to make the playoffs this year. Whether or not they're right now, they're like in line for a home, you know, series. I think they're the fourth seed, um, but they're going to make the playoffs. I will bet dollars to donuts that Lamelo was back for the playoffs yeah and right now people are 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 treating it like he's done for the year and you have a, a shot to maybe buy some of his cards now um yeah. a little bit lower than they would be because of the injury and if he comes back for the playoffs that could be they could have a nice little nice little bump up there i'm, I'm definitely taking yeah. a look at that i mean i haven't bought his prism yet because literally prism out today i have a box of prism to open later with my son maybe we'll do a live awesome. um and just open up that one box are you doing it right shot. after this? Like, do we need to wrap up now so you guys can dig in? I might. I mean, That's we might exciting. have to eat some dinner. We'll figure it out. I eat sure. Dinner, you know, that is, that is super exciting. Um, I watched uh, like one one online break, and I've got a couple of uh, what do you call it? Like saved searches on eBay just to see how high those first sales go. I, that's another thing. You are so experienced with new release, and like the the value during that first week is insane. And, and so like it used to be, and, and for me last year, I was one of those guys hunting retail wax of prism and optic. Now I've just given up and saying, I'm going to wait a month till the values go down. And if there's a card I want, right. Or a guy that I want. Yep. I'm curious what I to see do. what happens this week. You know, if, I mean, a lot of the reason why people paid as much money as they did in the first week of release of prism in, in basically every product that's released in the past is because you know, they're not picked through. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're opened out of a box and someone's selling them, right? So you got a shot of the 10. It's the only time you really have a shot of the 10, which is why people pay money. But guess what? Unless we're talking like a numbered card, a silver, something crazy. Am I going to pay those prices? Because I can't send it in and grade it. You know, I get a yeah. you know, I get an Edwards base card right now. Uh, you know, in, in the past, I, I could buy it and I could send it in for 25, 50 bucks. And, you know, when it comes back, it comes back. Am I taking an Anthony Edwards or a Halliburton pace card and paying three hundred dollars to someone to grade it now, or, or are people going to wait because they can wait? Thanks PSA. You know, I mean, are those are the prices yeah. going to be? And you know what's funny is I sit here and think, you know, cooler heads, rational heads will make those prices come a little bit down. But mm-hmm. I saw yesterday what blasters were selling for. Forget about it. I mean, like what was over, it? Over two hundred dollars for a blaster. Oh, over two hundred bucks for a blaster of this stuff, and you know. I mean, so so the evidence there is I think things are going to be expensive. I mean, depending upon what Ian lets me sell, we'll see. But, you know, if I open this box and there's a couple of decent cards in it, I may break my own eBay rules and you know throw these cards right up on eBay myself tonight. You never know. Uh-huh. I, mean, I haven't sold yeah. on eBay in months. But, you know, so sometimes. If, if, if I'm reading this right, man, buy during the offseason. 
And if there are opportunities in season, like know what you're doing, <laughs> pay yep. attention to the market. And that's one of the things I love about you guys is uh, you, maybe it's the everyday thing, or maybe it's the, you are, you are thinking about not just the cards like, like LaMelo that that's super expensive or maybe harder to get. You guys mentioned Malik Monk. Yep. You mentioned some good deals on Jordan Poole and Terrence Mann. Like, I think yep. we need to remember there are still opportunities for someone that, that says, look, I don't want to spend 500 bucks on a box or 200 bucks on a bot blaster. You know, I don't want to wait until uh, August to buy a card. <laughs> There's still some entry level places to, to go for investors. Oh, 100%. Right? Listen, and I love getting into basketball. When I, In 2018, when Devontae yeah. Graham came out in early 19, um, you know, we started to go on fire. You know, I, I got the basketball package. My son and I watched Hornets games. We became Devontae Graham fans. Yeah. Because he was our he was our low you know low risk high reward play and you know I remember yeah. kind of holding his cards. They, I sent a bunch of the PSA, but when he had that the game where he beat the Knicks, he, he, I mean he had, he had a huge game against the Nets. He, you know he had like ten three pointers, and we were like, wow, you know we felt Dang. so smart. <laughs> and by the way, that is part of the fun and part of the cool things about cards. It's 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 always fun to be right. You know what I mean? And you're allowed <laughs> yes. to do that with cards, right? You you can pick the guy that nobody else is picking right now and be like, I was on him first. You know what I mean? Like that was my guy, which is, that's another cool, fun thing about the hobby, which, you know, uh, you know, kind of gets lost with all, all the money that's going in there now. But the, for the flip side, if you happen to like someone in the NBA rookie class this year, who, um, you know, is not one of those top 10 names, you know, even like an Obi Toppin who kind of hasn't really gotten much run, but you think he's going to be a good NBA player down the road or uh Peyton Pritchard, if you're a Celtics guy or, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm trying to think who else might, you know, fit into these roles. Danny Amija hasn't been that great. But this week, next week, you can get your guy at a bargain right. price because people are opening these boxes not to get those guys. And right. they're going to sell them and try to recoup whatever they can on the box that they just spent $2,000 to open. Same thing. If you like a guy, you could buy, um, you know, on eBay or, you know, for, from someone who's breaking, you buy a player break. And then you're getting yeah. all of the Peyton Pritchards or all of the Denny's who who will get pulled out of that box, out of that case. Right. So right. it's a, it's so a good it's way okay. to do it all. Like, yeah. I know we just met, but I'm going to yep. tell you who my guy is. Sure, the guy let's that hear it. I don't want to tell anybody about is um, – and, and basically what happened was the new rookies started to come out, uh, the contenders autos. So I was like, this is three months ago, looking at contenders autos, doing some research on rookies. And I like uh, Alexei Pokashevsky. Pokashevsky. From, yep. from, yeah, Pokashevsky from, what is it, Oklahoma City? So and I so gave him as a play, by the way, at the draft. He was my, really? he was my, he was my there play. There you go. He's only, there he's you only go. listened for a couple of weeks, but when the draft happened, that was my pick in the draft, the guy who has the potential to be the Luca of the draft. So I'm not so crazy for saying nope. that. Like, because like, nope. when, I, when I read about him, like how young he is, how polished yep. and, and complete, even though he hadn't played, nobody's played at this level when they're drafted, but like, like he looked like a kid. That, that if I said Dirk Nowitzki, nobody can live up to that. But he looked like a kid who, like, late teenagers, super skilled, has played in Europe against, like, experienced pros. Yep. And and, and some of it's also, like, okay. And he's a seven-foot-tall point guard. Don't leave right. out that part. Right. Decent <laughs> shooter. And some of it's knowing the guys that are drafting them. Like, the yep. same guys that, that found Dort and Diallo and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Yep. Right? Later on yep. in the draft. So he's he's a guy I'm looking at and just trying to – like bottom feed on eBay and scoop up one dollar, two dollar deals. And, so you were and not he, happy when he scored twenty three last week. <laughs> well, it's like, one of those no, things. No, <laughs> stay under the radar, right? It was mixed. It was mixed emotion because it was like you know how good it feels to be right. Yep. 
right? Like, see, okay, he he does have some talent, and Oklahoma City, he's getting playing time, mm-hmm. or at least some, at least he started a couple times. But yeah, it was kind of like, don't tell anybody because I, I yeah. love I love when when somebody's got him still in their commons box of hoops or Donruss, or when they when they're doing a break and they like, oh, it's it's a rookie, but it's not. I can't pronounce the name. They just move on to you know, Tyrese <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. So, so he's my guy, even though I can't say his name right. I don't know if you've got a guy or two that you're like. It, oh, he was definitely a play for me. I like Danny okay. Abija also, Abdija. Um, Pokoshevsky, yeah. I like his game. Oklahoma City, I mean, they're great talent um, evaluators, but, you know, it's kind of where, where players go to die for hobby relevance. You know, it's very yeah. difficult, right? You know, I mean, SGA, is, he's a stud. I mean, he, he's oh, a legit yeah. player, but his card does nothing because and, – and that might not be the case. Well, I hope you guys had almost as much fun as I did uh, hanging out with Cage there and really learning from his perspective, his experience, and his his fun. Like, that guy just exudes energy and joy in this. And uh, we got to remember that. Like, whether you are um, going all in as an investor or this is just a hobby or you love sports, there are so many ways to have fun no matter whether the, uh, the the hobby is up and down or you can you can see the, the deals in front of you or you're trying to sell or you're frustrated about grading or you're excited about grading. Like, there's so many new releases. Like, there's so many reasons to have fun. One of those is making new friends. So grateful for you, Cage. Grateful for so many of our uh, guests, new friends we're making in this hobby. Love for you guys to, to just keep listening, keep supporting wonderful podcasts like Luca's Tigers and Bronze. Oh, my. And like I said, check out their Starstock, weekly Starstock episode. Yeah, I thought about doing one because it seems like every week with that index coming out, it it really impacts the basketball card market or reveals kind of where some things are heading. And they're already doing it. So I don't need to reinvent the wheel. I'm saying go listen to Luca Nation. Uh, Jump in there. Guys, thank you for being a part of Hoops and Cards. Follow along with us on Instagram at Hoops and Cards or email the at Hoops and Cards podcast or new opportunity, guys. You can even become a supporter and you can click on the link in the bio. If you're getting value out of this, if you're enjoying what we're doing here at Hoops and Cards, we're not doing it for the money at all. Okay, I'm doing this because it's fun and it's easy to produce and I'm making some great friends. No, but if you would like to help us out or join in, support us along the way. Click and become a supporter on that link in the bio and you can choose like as little as 99 cents a month, right? Not asking because I need it, honestly not, Um, but because, hey, this is what keeps uh, great podcasts going and improving and grateful for the community that we're building. So thank you to all of you who are listening, Hoops and Cards. Boy, the next episode is going to be fire as well, which they tell me is a good thing. So see you next episode.